0: everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Teresa Marchetta, Director of Strategic Communications and Media Policy for Mayor Michael B. Hancock. And on behalf of the mayor and the city of Denver, of course, we want to thank you for being here to really to open a dialogue about a a very difficult topic, death by suicide. I'd first like to acknowledge any of our state or local representatives who are here with us, uh, State Representative Leslie Herod, is here. Any other states or local representatives here that we can acknowledge today? (laughs) I'd also like to, uh, of course, recognize our mayor, Michael B. Hancock, who will be speaking as well as Bob McDonald, the executive director of Denver Public Health and Environment and the public health administrator for the city of Denver. Andrew Romanoff is here, president and CEO of Mental Health Colorado. CDPHE chief medical officer Dr. Tista Ghosh is here mental health center of Denver president and CEO Dr. Carl Clark. And also Ben, we are privileged to have Ben with us. Ben is 20 years old, but he is a very courageous young man. He is here today to share his life experience with us. He is part of the mental health center of Denver's Emerson Street for teens and young adults, which is an incredible facility that we are very fortunate to have in our city. We know that suicide itself isn't the problem, right? It's the paralyzing silence around that topic that inhibits all of us from actually preventing it. So we wanna break that silence today and let those who are suffering know that there is help. So let's begin with Mayor Michael B. Hancock.
1: Thank you, Teresa, And I wanna thank all of you for being here this morning and to all of our guests who are here as well. You play an important role in the life of our community and on this very important topic. Death by suicide are tragic reminders that mental health issues do not discriminate. Mental health conditions can hide in plain sight and hidden from loved ones, and even from the person experiencing them. We can, as a society, do better. We must engage in better, stronger, more compassionate, and more inclusive dialogue surrounding mental health. Suicide is not inevitable. It is preventable. And prevention starts right here, right now, with all of us. We all have a responsibility to support anyone who needs help. And if you know someone who is thinking about suicide, ask them directly. Start the conversation, listen, and take them seriously. Our city has experienced the loss and grief of suicide within our own employee family. Over the past five years, we have lost four employees and two employee family members to suicide. It's loss. It's a loss for everyone who loved them, knew them, and worked side by side with them. There is nothing more important than the emotional and physical well-being of our city employees. The city provides resources, including counseling for those in crises, resources that extend to their family members as well. It takes courage to break the silence, both at home and in the workplace, to speak openly about suicide prevention. But we must have the conversation if we're going to change the narrative around suicide prevention to one that promotes hope, connectedness, social support, resilience, treatment, and recovery. That is how you we begin the process of removing the stigma and empower those who care about care enough to ask for help. Now I'm speaking to all of us here, but I want to speak directly to our youth for a moment. Tomorrow needs you. You're worthy and you matter. Your story is important. Your life is important. We need. To make sure that you remain healthy and strong. Our future depends on it. And so that's why we are here speaking about this important issue. That's why we want you to reach for help if you feel you need help. We want you to call 844-493-8255. Or, as we love to do, as you love to do, text to talk. Text talk to 38255 to connect with someone who wants to hear from you, who wants to help you. As uh, Teresa mentioned, today is World Prevention Day and this is National Suicide Prevention Week. As a reminder to everyone that you can be the one to provide a lifeline to someone else. I am proud to tell you that your city We'll be lighting the city and county building in purple and teal, the colors of healing and recovery, starting tonight through Friday. Check in on someone you know is having a hard time and let them know you care. If you're in a crisis or need a friend, reach out for help. Reach out for help if you are in a crisis and you want to make sure that you extend your life, continue to live. There is hope. You can be the one, we can be the one to make a difference and change your life or someone else's life forever. Thank you all for being here. Thank you.
0: And now I'd like to bring up uh, Bob McDonald. He's the executive director of Denver Public Health and Environment, also the public health administrator for the city.
2: Good morning. Uh, Again, thank you all for being here. As Mayor Hancock mentioned, today is World Suicide Prevention Day and the purpose of this day is to bring awareness that suicide is preventable. And yet, as preventable as it is, the Denver Office of the Medical Examiner informs us that to date, in 2018, we have lost 119 lives due to death by suicide here in Denver. That's 15 more times Uh, excuse me, that's 15 more suicides than all of 2017. And seven of those lives involved children under the age of 18. So this morning, our words are inadequate uh, when it comes to uh, easing the pain of those felt, uh, the pain felt by family members and uh, loved ones, friends of those we've lost. The pain that all of us feel, even though we may not have known them personally, And even though we didn't know them personally, I can tell you that chances are good that all of us know someone who has attempted suicide, has committed suicide, or is considering it. And I am here to say, if you are someone who is considering it, please know that you do not have to face this difficult time alone. No matter who you are, where you are, or what you are feeling, this community is here to support you. We are here to listen, we are here to lend support, and connect you with services. We all know that suicide takes a profound toll on global public health, and according to the World Health Organization, over one million people commit suicide each year. That's an uncounted toll on our friends, our family members, our communities, our society as a whole, and it's a serious public health problem around the world and here in Denver. So I'm here this morning as Denver's Public Health Administrator to ask all of you, all of us, to talk honestly and openly about this challenging issue. This morning we are all here to talk about what we're going to do right here, right now, to address death by suicide because losing 119 lives in the city of Denver does not have to be our reality. We can and we will tackle this directly uh, using state and local resources, subject matter expertise, our tools, and our actions. Along those lines, the Department of Public Health and Environment within the city and county of Denver will collaborate closely with Denver Health and Hospital Authority to to develop a comprehensive strategic plan, a thoughtful plan that involves many, to address behavioral health issues, including death by suicide. To facilitate our success, Mayor Hancock will be appointing an action-oriented task force to assemble this plan, which which will result in a true call to action that speaks to all of us and excludes no one. Thank you.
0: I'd like to bring up the President and CEO of Mental Health Colorado, Andrew Romanoff.
3: Thanks very much, Teresa. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, uh, for giving me the chance to join you. If a man is destined to drown, he will drown even in a spoonful of water. That's a Yiddish proverb and it means that we can't fight fate. But my cousin Melissa wasn't destined to die at the age of 35. That didn't have to be her fate. Melissa was my closest confidant My kid's sister, my best friend, when she took her life on New Year's Day 2015 just a few steps from her mother and father and me, she didn't end her pain. She transferred it. My family and I have spent the last three and a half years tortured by her loss and by our own failure to prevent it. I'm here today because I don't want that to happen to anyone else. If we're serious about preventing suicide, we'll hold insurers accountable and make mental health care available and affordable and acceptable to everyone who needs it, instead of forcing half a million Coloradans to go without treatment. If we're serious about preventing suicide, we'll equip every school with a mental health professional, every parent and staffer with the training to spot early warning signs, and every student with the benefit of social and emotional learning. If we're serious about preventing suicide, we'll approve the Caring for Denver initiative, now with a number, 301, and invest in mental health and substance use services. And I want to thank particularly Representative Herrod for her leadership uh, on this issue. If we're serious about preventing suicide, then four months from now, in the building across the street, when the state legislature convenes, will pass a red flag law so that weapons can be removed from the homes of those who pose a significant danger to themselves or others. Today is not only World Suicide Prevention Day, it's also Rosh Hashanah, the first day of the Jewish New Year. And my prayer is that from this holy day forward, no more of us struggle or suffer because of mental illness or die on account of a tragedy we can prevent.
0: And now please welcome Dr. Tista Ghosh. She's the Chief Medical Officer with the Colorado Department of Public Health
4: and Environment. Hello, thank you so much for having me today. You've heard a lot of sobering statistics already, but I'm gonna give you just a few more. The state of Colorado consistently ranks in the top 10 nationwide for suicide deaths. In 2016, Colorado had the highest number of suicide deaths ever recorded. More Coloradans died that year from suicide than from homicide, motor vehicle crashes, breast cancer, flu, or diabetes. Suicide is one of the leading causes of death for young Coloradans ages 10 to 24 but its biggest impact is among middle-aged adults, especially men. Working-age men account for more than half of all suicides. Suicide's a complex issue. Thoughts of suicide are much more common than actually dying by suicide. According to the Centers for Disease Control, for each completed suicide, there are three hospitalizations, nine ER visits, 27 non-medically treated attempts, and around 228 people who have thoughts of suicide. The vast majority of people who have thoughts of suicide do not make an attempt. And 90% of those who do make an attempt survive. Recovery is not only possible, it's probable when individuals are connected with the support they need. And what that means is we can all make a difference. This is not just a problem that the healthcare system has to deal with. This is a problem that the entire community has to deal with because most people with suicidal thoughts won't ever access the healthcare system, but they will be at work, at school, at parks, at religious or cultural events and all around us in the community. And it's in the community that they just might connect with the support they need. That's why engaging the local community in suicide prevention efforts is so important. The Colorado Office of Suicide Prevention funds local initiatives that train community members to prevent and recognize suicidal crises and to create more positive school environments and more connected and resilient communities around the state. The office also promotes the zero suicide framework in healthcare systems to keep high-risk individuals from falling through the cracks. The state also funds media efforts to help raise awareness and reach people at risk. For example, the state has funded Man Therapy, a website which encourages men to take charge of their mental health and to access services and support. The website, mantherapy.org, is designed specifically to reach working age men who account for the highest number of suicide deaths. And in the Denver metro area, in partnership with many public health and mental health partners the state has funded a media campaign called let's talk colorado the goal of this campaign is to really spark a conversation about mental health among all of us across the community and to make it okay to ask for and seek help if we need it if you haven't seen it i urge you to check it out at letstalkco.org because chances are each and every one of us have the potential to make a difference in someone's life if we have the courage and knowledge to talk about mental health. Thank you. Thank you, Dr.
0: Ghosh. And now Dr. Carl Clark. He is the president and CEO of Mental Health Center of Denver.
5: Well, the Mental Health Center of Denver is proud to be here with the city and all of you that are concerned about suicide prevention. So I'm gonna talk about what's happening now and what you can do to be a part of this. Um, We certainly have the Colorado Crisis Services. It's a statewide system. The Mental Health Center of Denver is a part of that. Um, There's the hotline that the mayor had mentioned and learn this number, 844-493-TALK, right? Know that number. Now, some people say, when am I in crisis? If you're just a little bit worried, you're in crisis, right? It doesn't have to be a big thing. At our walk-in clinic at uh, Claremont and Colfax, we've seen over 3,000 people since January who've walked in because they were concerned. And connecting people with the help they need is what this is all about. You can also take a mental health first aid training. We're working with the city, training their staff, around mental health first aid. Mental health first aid is like any kind of first aid program. It's where you learn to recognize when somebody might need help and how to connect them with the services that that they need. We have our Voci Corazon program which is for Latina teenagers who happen to be at the highest risk for suicide in our city. It's a program that the girls design They do artwork, they have a safe place to talk about the things that concern them. And we're working diligently to expand access to care. So if there's a place where people need help, we would like to have therapists available there. So we're in school-based health clinics, um, we're in nursing homes, in faith communities, doctor's offices, those sorts of things. One of the most innovative things that we've done in the city with the city is our co-responder program. That's where we have social workers going out with police officers on calls where they think there might be a behavioral health issue, either a mental illness or an addiction problem. And since we've started that program, instead of people being picked up and taken to jail, they've been connected with the services that they need. So um, we were very proud to support the Mayor's Office of Behavioral Health Strategies. We're one of these cities in the country that has a, a dedicated office to look at behavioral health in our cities. These kinds of things make the difference. So the question is, what can you do? Well, you can certainly support Caring for Denver, right? That will raise money so that we can expand services across the city. You can go to our website and sign up for mental health first aid. We do it twice a month. It's free to the public. Just come, learn learn how you can help those around you. And then lastly, you can always just do this one very simple thing. When you see somebody who's not doing well, just say, what happened to you? What happened to you? I know you, something's going on. What happened so that they can connect with the help that they need? And now it would be my pleasure to introduce one of the folks that has dealt with things like this, who's brave enough here to come and talk to us about his experience, Ben.
6: Okay, well, all right. Just one moment of kindness can cause an endless ripple for when it comes to opening a door to helping someone off a ledge. I have been on that ledge many, many times. I know that it is one of the most scariest things I've ever experienced in my entire life. It's not just me, there are hundreds of thousands and some and even millions of people who look down that ledge every day, for those who do, you are not alone and will never be alone. I am I am only here today because I got help. I got help because at, at some po- at some point in all of our lives, we need help. I used to think I was a burden to everyone. sometimes I still do. Boulders are burdens. People should be supports. Uh, you you can't build a skyscraper without supports so it can stand proud. You can't build planes without engines so it can soar. You can't build a person without kindness so we can achieve. I used to have suicidal thoughts daily, which is normal to have those thoughts. Everyone on this planet has them at one point in their life. It's part of being human. If you saw a man get hit by a car, or a woman break her her leg, you would help them, right? Why is it so different when any person is so hopeless, so distraught, that they feel the need to take their own life? No one wants to kill themselves. Sometimes people get sucked inside their own head and think and are in an endless state of emotion, emotional and psychological pain, that they think it's the only way out. So why is it so different when a woman breaks her leg or when a man gets run over by a car? You would still help them, right? For anyone who are having thoughts of, su- thoughts of suicide, please turn around, get off that ledge. There's, every- there's help everywhere, even when it seems like there's- the world is against you. There is help, and there are people who care. There's places like Emerson Street, where they help teens and young adults to have the strong will through the beginning stage of adulthood. There's the suicide hotline, when I first heard about them, I was terrified to talk to them, but they actually do help. You can call them, you can text them, and you can walk into any, any of their walk-in centers located around Colorado. Their number goes as follows, 1-800-273-8255. I want every one of you to put that number in your contacts, in your phone, because even if you think you don't need it, there may be someone in your life who will need it in their life. Help us out there. I'm living proof. Let's all support each other.
0: Ben, I just want to say thank you on behalf of everyone here for having the courage to come forward today and to share that because I know how difficult it is. And I just want to say that that's going to matter to so many people, maybe more so than anything any of us have said here today. So thank you, Ben, so much. That concludes our program. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today.